Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. who's ready for women's football welcome back today everybody today we are talking about episode 1903 of women's football success as you can tell i kind of have a little bit of a cold i sound a little bit manly today women's football success episode 1903 my name is lynn marie liberty ellington and i am your host today really quick a disclaimer i am an attorney but i'm not your attorney I am licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. Any of the information I provide to you here on the radio or any digital or other print materials is all business information only. It does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have a problem, a legal issue, then contact an attorney in your jurisdiction with competence in the area of law that you need help. With that being said, we are halfway through January already. Right now, everybody is rocking and rolling in women's football. I had a couple things that I talked to you guys about last week that I just want to kind of go over a little bit and then get back into everything. Last week, we talked about, um, I'm going to talk about a three-part series, basically, about legitimizing women's football. And so I'm going to talk about part one, ethical news and reporting today. Part two, next week, we'll be continuing to build a solid foundation for women's football. And then part three, the potential future of women's football. Real quick, a shout out to, I woke up today and saw that um, some ladies went to New York and picketed the NFL headquarters, demanding a league of their own. Um, so a shout out to them for their courageousness and interest in expanding women's football. That was done kind of, it looks like it was part of the DC Divas group of girls um, that were part of the, the Victorious uh, documentary. Um, and so I really like the passion that it, I think the gentleman is the producer of the show um, or the movie. Um, so I think that they, you know, have passion for women's football and they are working towards their goal. I am so excited about women's football. So real quick, just to recap over the weekend. So the Dallas Elite, we had our contract signing, official contract signing on Friday night. Most of the girls were able to be there. Um, we had a beautiful venue with signs and the girls did all the, the signing of some memorabilia and were able to be there in front of their family members. We had about 200 people at signing. I'm going to say 180-ish. Um, 180, so 170 to 220 because our room max was supposed to be 217. So 
Um, I think we did really good um, loading up the the room, but not um, getting into any fire safety issues. So um, we had uh, finger foods and drinks and stuff. So it was really, really a nice um, event. And I know a lot of teams throughout the U.S. last week and this week are holding their contract signing. So shout out to them. Now, January is a big, big month for women's football. A lot of the teams are starting to get underway, hold their last final tryouts, trying to get a few more people in. Um, our team has started practicing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, we are distributing a Football 101 book um, that I have online that pe people can use for their teams as well in the WFA. Um, it's a Football 101. It's, for, it's geared towards the rookies. Um, it talks about um, different basic language, basic lingo. Um, and it also maps out all the different positions. So a lot of the rookies coming on at the beginning of the year just don't have um, all the terminology that your team might be using. So that can create a lot of confusion for an incoming team that, you know, people are starting to yell out play calls and stuff like that. And they're like, look, I don't even know what a DE is, okay? So um, the great thing about January is bringing it back um, to a really foundational level and teaching people um, the basic fundamental principles of football. So that's that's always pretty cool and rewarding. Hold on just a second. So yeah, so the weekend was pretty awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. As you can hear, my voice is very... Um, Manly, I guess you could say. And so I am trying to do my best to feel better, but I want to make sure that I get this content out to you guys. Um, not that you live and die and breathe by what I'm chit-chatting about, but I want to make sure that I signed on to do this and we are going to make sure it happens. So those teams um, that have gotten over contract signing are getting ready. So I want to share with you kind of what our um, coaching staff is doing. Um, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but we try to pretty quickly um, group potential players into areas and then um, based on skill and body type, et cetera. And then, um, rotate them through different things to see what particular skills they have or skill set um, so that we can see how they're going to best um, fit into our team for what we're doing. The It's pretty neat to see all these women come together um, from a concrete truck driver to uh, Army National Guard teachers, psychologists. It's amazing to see women come together and work as one. Um, we have a really good group of ladies this year. And if I may be so bold, I feel like the coaching staff that we've put together this year is top notch. We're looking at 10, I think we have 10 or 12 coaches, um, 10 coaches, maybe two student coaches, something like that. Um, and then uh, the group of ladies, I think that we have a really, really good chance to go all the way. The girls work together well. And that's one of the basic foundations of uh, getting the team 
up and rolling and on a good foot. One of the biggest struggles in women's football is women. We uh, a lot of times don't like to work together well. Um, you know, competition against other women is very common ingrained um, attribute for most. So it is fascinating when you can get some women that want to help each other work together, not step on each other, not steal from each other, not scam each other, um, that really have a positive, genuine interest in learning and those that have a genuine interest in teaching and mentoring um, rookies. It is amazing. So I'm super excited about this year. Um, we're sitting at about 65-ish right now. And we just had two more girls um, connect with us. So um, we will probably take on girls through January and then stop. Um, just because we've gotten such a good um, outpouring of people. So we will hope to be 60 to 70. Um, but by the time games start, it'll probably be about 55-ish. Um, so that's our hopes. But we're willing to go with a little less. We're willing to go with a little bit more. We just kind of, we're really flexible when it comes to that part of it. So today I'm going to talk about, um, I shared with you last week, legitimizing women's football, that it is our duty um, if we are truly passionate about women's football and we are truly passionate about growing the sport. Like I talked about, we are not all here in women's football for the same reason. Although some people like to talk about it that way, it's not true. Not all of us uh, work the same way. Not all of us are here for the same reasons. So um, I find that it's very important to be passionate about women's football while not stepping on other women to get where we want to go. Um, somebody can be enthusiastic and passionate, but they don't have to um, be negative towards other women to get where they want to go. So I think it would be fabulous if we could all um, provide an ethical uh, area or environment for women's football, create a solid foundation, and hopefully get women's football to the potential future that it can really have. So today I want to talk about, in order to legitimize women's football and make it uh an important component of football in order to make it significant enough for other organizations to take us seriously, we need to legitimize women's football. And part of that is ethical news and reporting about women's football. So I want to share with you guys real quick. So we in women's football don't have a lot of news outlets for women's football. Now we do have the occasional radio show and the occasional newspaper article or news show, right? But we really don't have a major news hub for women's football. Um, there are a couple of uh, commercial organizations that are providing um, women's football media or women's football news um, shout out to Michael Burmey, shout out to Gridiron Girls. Um, but it's really, really important that we establish 
some sort of standards for communicating about women's football. I feel like nowadays that you just, you go into one blog post or you go into one Facebook post and it shares something and the information is inaccurate or incorrect. And this creates a facade. Sorry, I'm finally, I'm this, I'm drinking this, what is this? Diet Mountain Dew, and it is actually making my throat feel better, so I'm just going to keep drinking it. Um, but we, you know, if we continue to report less than true news, then we are not helping the sport at all. So a lot of people don't realize that as a, if you, if you put yourself out there or you um, represent yourself as a journalist of some sort putting news out there for an organization or a niche um, that you have some ethical duties some standards of performance that must take place and i think that this is one component not the whole big picture but one component of legitimizing women's football if we are reporting things truthfully and honestly and accurately so ethical journalism should be accurate and fair. This is coming from the Code of Ethics for uh, the Journal Journalists Association or um, and also the career path of journalism. Ethical journalism should be accurate and fair. Journalists should be honest and courageous in gathering, reporting, and interpreting information. And unfortunately, in women's football, that's just not how it, that's not how it's going. Journalists need to take responsibility for the accuracy of their work, verify information before releasing it, and use original sources whenever possible. And I don't know, I can count on my two hands the incorrect or inaccurate information put out there about the Dallas elite just in the last two weeks. Um, so it's very important that organizations that are putting the information out there that the information be accurate and legitimate. The speed, you know, the, the need to put the information out quickly and uh, the format that you want it in does not excuse inaccuracies. So a lot of people say, oh, well, I, you know, I need to get out there fast. So I didn't really put down the right score. Um, that, that's not an excuse for inaccuracy. You want to provide content, but you want to take care not to misrepresent or oversimplify things. So if you're going to do reporting on one side of an issue, you need to do reporting on the other side. There needs to be a um, ability for both sides to give their side of the story. You want to gather, update, and, and make sure that you have correct information throughout the story. And if you find information out later, you need to correct it. So if it's going to be on social media for the next 10 years, it needs to be correct and accurate. If you're continuing to post inaccurate information, then um, you're doing a disservice to women's football. So really quick. So we're getting ready to get into the heart of women's football, April through July. What needs to happen is all of the 70 teams throughout the WFA, the more the merrier, right? We need to have more and more teams 
whether it's from volunteers or paid services, have a group of news producing people for your team. Whether that's to show profiles, whether that's to do play-by-play -play on the football game, um, whether that's to talk to people on the sidelines or talk to news people. Um, at the end of our games last year, we had three to five, um, three to five uh, journalists come out from women's football and or community. And so it was very important to make sure that the players that spoke were able to provide an accurate picture and accurate information about women's football, okay? So I hope that this helps a little bit in making sure that um, the people that are putting information out there about women's football are doing so in an accurate manner. Now, for example, my, my website, my radio show, Women's Football Success, is devoted and focused on the WFA, Women's Football Alliance, okay? Um, I don't report on other leagues. Um, I don't pretend to know um, with accuracy about them. I can tell you what I've heard or what I saw or what I thought uh, based, and I usually preface my statements by saying, I have heard or it's in my opinion that this will or won't work, um, and that's perfectly fine. To put information out there that is the wrong number, uh, the, the wrong game score, uh, the wrong people playing the game, um, all those different things are very, very important. And it's not to say that, you know, people are going to get in big, big trouble, but you have to be cautious in putting information out there that is accurate. So because this is creating a history of women's football. And so the information that is being documented needs to be accurate as we go forward and move into the future of women's football. You want to consider sources motives before promising anonymity. Um, you want to reserve that for sources who may face danger, um, you know, controversy. Women's football, we don't have much controversy. There's a couple areas that we do, but um, I don't, Think that that necessarily you know like people are hiding from people and unnamed sources and that kind of thing so that really doesn't apply but you want to make sure that when you are putting out a, a news story that you're identifying the sources clearly the public is entitled to as much information as possible to judge the reliability and the motives of the sources so putting out one side of the story just does not work and if we're working on legitimizing and, and creating a foundation for women's football to be taken seriously, then we absolutely owe it to ourselves and to the industry of women's football to do so. Um, I am so excited about this year. Again, we are part of the Women's Football Alliance. Um, I am co-owners of the Dallas Elite Women's Football Team in Dallas, Texas. And the WFA has over 70 teams throughout the U.S. giving women an opportunity to learn about football, um, to be able to participate in a sport that they were always told they would never get to do. So I am very passionate about giving women opportunities that they um, never thought were possible. So this is really, 2019 is going to be the year um, 
I think that women's football breaks out of its shell and really gets starts to get some more recognition um, for the sport and for the players. I hope you guys have a great week. So, um, Coach Mike and I are actually headed back to Dallas tonight for a practice. Um, so that's going to be super fun. Um, just getting to know the new team and the new players. It's really amazing to see everybody working together. If you guys have any questions, issues, or concerns, feel free to reach out to uh, Coach Mike or I. Um, our phone numbers are everywhere. Our emails are everywhere. So um, if you have any questions about that, please feel free. Um, next week, I am to talk about, because I started a little three-part series, Next week, we're going to talk about continuing to build a solid foundation in women's football. And we are so on the verge of major things. So building that solid quality foundation is really important. Um, it's really going to weed out um, some things that are either going bad or not going on at all. So um, that'll be a big deal. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to also talk to you guys about, we talked a little bit about it before, but... On our social media, on, say, for example, Facebook. Let me get over here. That was elite. Okay, so on your Facebook page, you can actually try uh, post jobs. Going back to the idea of journalism and ethical reporting, I challenge everybody to try to get some kind of, some, some teams call it a marketing group. Some teams call it a promotions group. Uh, but I challenge you guys to set up some jobs in Facebook asking for journalistic type people, whether it's an intern, journalism intern, or um, a you know potential writer, a student, whatever, to get yourself a uh, journalism department within your football team that can write about the games who what when where and why that's the difference between the journalism and the fiction and nonfiction. but journalism who what when where and why of what's going on with your team so whether that's to promote an event or that is to promote um, an upcoming game or a past game um, let's let's uh, make it a goal of each team having some sort of journalism group of people. Okay. With that being said, you can go to Facebook jobs. Um, the cool thing about that is it's also available for um, volunteers. So um, they can know on the outset that this is a job that's, you know, as a volunteer, it's a job that you're not planning to get paid for. Now you may get paid, but you're not planning to get paid for. So it lets them know that right off the bat. Oh my gosh, my phone is lighting up. Like, Oh, it's all Instagram. Everybody must be awake today. Instagram's going crazy. So I really appreciate everybody's time today. Um, I'm really glad that we were able to talk about journalism and social uh, getting a, a group together. Let me see. There's one more thing I want to talk about today.
you guys all know that January is hobby month. So I put a little post out there um, on the Dallas Elite that uh, National Hobby Month, change your hobby, uh, come play women's football. I mean, it's perfect with New Year's resolutions and changing of a hobby. Um, you can get, some of these women don't realize that they can get into really good shape by um, participating in women's football. Um, here we go. I wanted to share with you guys um, a couple things that I want to talk about as far as um, sponsorships. So um, we talked a little bit about it last week and the week before, but um, I was sharing groups, different types of groups to to get connected with for sponsorships. This at, this goes into the journalism part, um, but makeup artists, hairstylists, um, if you're going to put pictures with journalism uh, or journal, journalistic articles for your team, um, those are great uh, photographers, makeup artists, hair stylists um, are great places to go for um, getting sponsors and getting people to work on articles. I am really, really, really about um, what I call double dipping or multitasking. Um, I don't believe in multitasking because I don't think that you can fully put 100% of your energy towards something when you are multitasking. But I do believe in productivity. So, um, for example, in a house, um, you know, you get the laundry, you get the dishwasher going, you get the washing machine going, you get the dryer going, you get the Roomba going. All those things are working while you're working, right? Um, so you want to get those things in place and, and actively going, actively pursuing or actively productive while you go on and do something else that you can put 100% of your mind to. Um, that's the same thing that I feel happens in business, trying to provide ethical, legitimate news information can also happen while I'm getting a journalist through my jobs on Facebook, a photographer sponsor, makeup sponsor. Um, I could even, if I want to do it at a specific location, I could get a real estate sponsor and maybe even some pretty things for the person to wear in the picture with some jewelry sponsorship, etc. So I really like to double dip and get those things all working together at the same time for me um, so that I can um, get all of the plates twirling, all of the plates spinning while I am focusing on something that um, requires or deserves 100% of my attention. I hope you guys have a great, great week. Um, we're getting ready. We're halfway through January, getting into fall. Um, if teams are not practicing right now, you need to get on the ball, get on the ball. And if you don't have enough players, you're running out of time because we're almost into February. Games start in April. So I really appreciate everybody's time today. Um, sorry that it was kind of kind of messy because I'm still feeling sick and not feeling good. My throat's hurting. Um, so if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm getting ready to put together a whole series on sponsorships and promotion of female football players. So that's going to be really exciting. But we're going to do this, finish up this three-part series and then move on to that. You guys have a great week and we will talk to you later. Ah!
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 